0: Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> ah, ah, ah,
1: Do you like that?
2: We got, I I got we got the whole thing going. I got my theremin. <laughs> we got you on choir.
1: Oh, it's so good! It's so nicely good. done. Nicely done, Kristen. Uh, yes, and and we know why we're singing that song, right?
2: We are. We're singing that song because Star Wars. If they should bar wars, we're singing that song because it's Star Trek. Star Trek Into Darkness, the long-awaited sequel to the movie called Star Trek from 2009. (laughs) Star Trek Into Darkness. We're going to talk about that. Lots to talk about. um, And we should put a disclaimer right here up front immediately later on in the podcast. We will let you know when we're going to spoil the central plot twist of the film. Here's why. Because you already know what it is.
0: Oh, right. That's why
2: we're going to spoil it. But I, we are going to spoil it. We will alert you when we do so that you can shut us down if you want to hear no more. But there's, there's a disclaimer. And uh, that's it. Anything else anything else we need to alert listeners about?
1: I think we need to alert listeners that we have a specialist with us today, a Star Trek specialist. And we're going to even let him introduce us while we sing some more. Let's <laughs> sing. Rafer, let's sing. Ooh, Space.
0: The final frontier. These are the voices ooh, of the Starship Movie Date.
1: Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Scott, you're awesome. Thank, Your, you, thank what, you. What a beautiful voice you have, Scott. That, <laughs> that's Scott Rosenberg. He, he is our expert today because, you know what? I'm not an expert.
2: Nor am I. Yeah. Nor am I. Uh, yeah. All right. So uh, let's introduce ourselves. We'll get to it. This is Rafer Guzman. I'm the movie critic for Newsday.
1: And I'm Kristen Meinzer, producer for The Takeaway. And this is Movie Date with Scott. (laughs)
2: All right. Let's clarify. Scott Rosenberg is the entertainment editor at AM New York. He's a uh, colleague of mine, AM New York, sister paper to Newsday. We work in the same office. Mm Newsday is a Long Island paper, but I uh, work out of Manhattan in the AM New York offices. Um, So – and Scott – I invited Scott on because he is a a pop culture junkie. He's always giving me awesome comics and books and things. I – Mentioned to him one time offhandedly, you know, that I had had a, a bunch of Scrooge McDuck comics when I was a kid and that I really enjoyed them. <laughs> Scrooge <laughs> and, McDuck. And, yeah. Right good, for,
1: good stuff. Yeah. And,
2: so I, right yeah, and I was saying, oh, you know, I really like those Scrooge McDuck comics. And Scott said, oh, well, and he went on probably like a 10-minute history <laughs> of the Scrooge McDuck. He, he knew more about the Scrooge McDuck comics. Than I, I I've ever heard. I, I didn't think anyone knew that much about them except for the people who drew them. Um, so I was very impressed by that. I've never forgotten that. And, I, and Scott is well versed in in all all pop culture ephemera. Um, so so yeah, we're we're discussing uh, Star Trek Into Darkness. This is the uh, the second film in the franchise. Long shrouded in mystery, the plot was uh, not being revealed for months and months and months. You couldn't get anything out of the studio more than. You know, some vagueness about uh, an attack and Earth's destruction and must-go save something. It was very, very vague. Um, Let's play a clip. If that thing erupts. I can't guarantee we can withstand the heat. I don't know that we can maintain that kind of altitude.
0: Our shuttle was concealed by the ash cloud, but the Enterprise is too large. If utilized in a rescue effort, it would be revealed to the indigenous species.
2: Mark, nobody knows the rules better than you, but there has got to be an exception.
0: None. Such action violates the Prime Directive. Shut up, Spock. We're trying to save
2: you, damn it. Still vague.
0: (laughs) Still vague. Um,
2: And we're not not
1: spoiling anything yet. So vague. And you know what? I I think I should give a description of this because that clip tells us nothing. And if I give a description, I'm kind of like the layman. I'm like the person who doesn't know about Star Trek explaining what I think is going on in this movie. So... In, in short, what I think is going on in this movie is there's an explosion, a bombing that's happening in London. Starfleet is wondering who did this. They decide to chase down this bad guy who they think is behind it. The bad guy decides to run off to Klingon World, which is a place that you don't go. You don't yeah. go to Klingon you World. You don't want to go to Klingon World. And, it's and, yeah, and, and, and then when you catch up with the bad guy, oh, no, is the bad guy who you think he is? Is he actually out to help you? Is he actually out to hurt you? Who knows? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I Unclear. don't know. Unclear. So that's my plot summary, folks.
2: Very good. Very good. i tried say, not to give
1: any spoilers, even though at the top we said we're going to give spoilers. Well, uh, but yeah. we will. We, we will. will. Yes, we'll tell you um, spoilers.
2: Yeah, and we should mention that the, the, the cast of, of the 2009 series, you know, everyone's, everyone's back. Chris Pine as Captain Kirk, Zachary exactly. Kinto mm-hmm. as uh, Spock, um, Zoe Saldana as Uhura. Um, it is Uhura, not Uhuru. Oh, is Sahura. it? I believe it is, is and she is now she is no longer lieutenant Uhura. she is now communications officer. Uhura. Well, she always Uhura. was a communications officer. Is that it? I just always ca- I always called her yeah. lieutenant Uhuru, but but mm-hmm. nobody nobody ever nobody ever seems to say it's that. It's a in more fleshed-out character. Uh, um, what's that?
0: It's a more fleshed-out character. A man.
2: more fleshed-out character. Okay, yeah. a more fleshed-out Uhura. <laughs> um, okay. So, um let's let's talk a little bit about this. Um, Kristen uh, how 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 much how immersed are you in star trek because i I mostly absorbed my Star trek knowledge from friends who were trekkies uh, so that 's how i kind of that's how i what Star trek knowledge I have comes from them and from the, the 80s era, the Reagan era Star Trek series. Uh, how mm. about you?
1: Well, I have very little Star Trek knowledge. I always thought that the 1960s version was so cute. I love their outfits. Yes. Sometimes I dress like that. <laughs> Anybody who knows me knows like, I wear the little mini dresses all the time anyway. And, you know, I, that, they, they had some good style back then. Sure. So cute. Sure. So cute. Uh, the newer ones, I have only... Seen a few episodes here and there. One of my friend's moms was really into Next Generation, I think it was. Joanne Anders, I'm talking about you. And then, um, I, yeah, other than that, I don't have a whole lot of Star Trek exposure. I do know that they did want to go out and see new worlds. They wanted to explore. They wanted to be benevolent. That's correct. And um, that in the grand scheme of things, they were mostly a hopeful group. Sure, they'd have to do some punching here and there, some fighting. But mostly they were about... Uh, being decent to other civilizations and saving the world, not about revenge and fighting.
2: That's true, um, and I I think um, so. For you, the 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 idea that we're going to see the young Kirk, the young Spock, the the origin story of the original Enterprise crew, not a not a big emotional quality there for you. Not a not a not not really pulling at your heart your heartstrings.
1: No, no. Not How about so you? Much?
2: Uh, somewhat, yeah, somewhat. I mean, they've—I mean—they've I mean, they've been part of my life subliminally for so long. Scott, for you, like when you when when the when news was breaking years ago about J.J. J. Abrams directing the the Star Trek reboot, like what were your what were your thoughts?
0: I, he's got a great pedigree. Yeah, he's a great director, and I mean, I was super excited for, and I I thought they did a great job with it. You know, I grew. Up, I also. I grew up a next next generation, and all those kind of things. I'm certainly more versed in that. But like, I uh, huge emotional attachment to these characters, and I mean, I loved what they did with them. And uh, you know, I mean, I had a lot. You know, there's so many great moments in there, and you, you know, I got chills sometimes seeing these characters in so. the first the first Star Trek, and this one too. This one too. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right.
1: Interesting. Ah, okay. All right. <laughs> well, so. I have some questions about that. Can oh, okay. We, can we talk a little bit about the characters in, in this reboot, sure. in this newest one? Now. This is a possible spoiler, the first of many spoilers. Spock cries in this movie. Now, um, Spock, Zachary Quinto, is um, a character who's half Vulcan, half human. He's mostly someone who relies on uh, logic. He frequently says things like that's highly illogical. Highly illogical. Now, uh, in this movie, he actually has something of an emotional arc. Do you think that Gene Rottenberry would have been okay with that? Does this even make sense for his character when you look at this movie, Scott?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, as, as you got further along in the movies especially, I mean, he definitely was more learning about his human side and those kind of things. So, I mean, I, I certainly, you know, I think they jump it a lot faster than they did in the original. But, yeah. I mean, you know, he was moving towards there.
2: Like, I, mean, he star, he star, I mean, Spock, that, that 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 to me was one of the freshest things about this, this rebooted version mm-hmm. was Spock. Yeah. Um, you know, ev- everyone else is pretty much who you remember them to be. Mm-hmm. But Spock... Um, especially in that first film, He's like he's like James Dean or something. He's like James Dean or Brando in the Wild One. He's he's brooding. He's moody. He's, he's an outcast. He's, he's trouble. So
1: handsome mm-hmm. and delicious. Yeah, he's handsome, Ugh. kind of dark, mm, dark and featured, and yeah.
2: and mm-hmm. you know and and he's and he has a romance. You know, you mm-hmm. found that, that he's macking out with uh, Uhura. That's that was a complete shocker, yeah, right? And uh, you mister, know yes. and tough and violent. He did, He does a lot of fighting in the original mm-hmm. one. Um, not so much in this one. Um, that was that to me felt really. Fresh, and that's what I loved about the first movie. Although I didn't, I didn't completely love the first movie, but that was the one thing that I thought was really new and inventive and fun, and seemed to seemed to go to the heart of what they were doing. This is a reboot; they're reinventing this franchise. I, I realize there's a, there's a certain chronological mm-hmm. continuum there, but what we're really doing is we're seeing a a new Star Trek. This movie, to me. Did not so much feel like a new Star Trek. Did it to you, Scott?
0: No, and and I had I had read your review before I went in, ah. and so I, I was kind of thinking about that a little bit as I was watching it, and it didn't feel like a new Star Trek to me that much. I mean, there were new elements and, and stuff like that, but what I what I what I thought it was very successful at was taking what what I my expectations of a Star Trek movie were, and applying it to modern sensibilities, and kind of putting these new characters into it. So you you have this new Spock. That's different from the old Spock. But it still feels like a Star Trek movie. It still feels like yeah. Spock. And, you know, do I want something brand new? No, i want going to Star Trek. I want Star oh, Trek. Okay, okay. If you know, so, I'm yeah. going to Star Wars, I want lightsabers. I want Yoda. I'm going to Star Trek. I want Spock. I want Kirk. I want Klingons. I got, I got what I wanted. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. Oh, okay. okay. All right. All right. So, now, now, to me, to me that's, that's
2: interesting. Because to me, I, I kept thinking... Again, I'm not a, I'm not a hardcore fan, but I kept thinking that some fans might find this this Star Trek a little irritating. Some fans might really like it. But I mean, you know, as I was saying in my review, the the first 5 minutes of the film, you've got catchphrase after mm-hmm. catchphrase. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few. Highly logical. Damn it, Jim. I mean, you know, I mean, it just it goes, you know, Scotty, I c cannot get into the the safety of the of the of the ship captain. I mean, it just goes on and on and on and on. There's a joke that comes that's sort of like a joke that's actually outside the Star Trek universe where Captain Kirk – tell me if you know this, Kristen, where Captain Kirk comes up to Chekhov and says, Chekhov, you're being reassigned to something, something. Go put on a red shirt. Yep. And Chekhov all but looks at the camera <laughs> and sort of pulls like a oh no kind of face. Do you know? Do you get that joke, Kristen?
1: Aren't the red shirts the lower-ranking people?
2: The
0: ones usually die.
2: They're the ones that usually die. Oh, they're the in ones the, who in the original die. Star Trek. Okay. If you if yeah. you were a guy running around the sh- running around the ship with a red shirt on, at some point you were going to take a laser in the chest and yeah. die. Yeah. That's and it was they were they were the laser fodder in the original oh. series. So these are almost jokes that go that go outside the story mm-hmm. and go into fandom. Yeah. It bugged me a little bit, and I I wanted something fresh and and so here we here we come now to the to the the heart of the matter. And listeners, if you don't want this plot point spoiled, this is where you stop because I'm I'm going to reveal it. The terrorist character that John that uh, that Kristen is talking about, named John Harrison, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, British actor, uh, turns out to be Khan. Khan. Khan! Oh my God. The most famous villain in Star Trek history. Khan. Of the uh, Wrath
1: of Khan. Of the
2: rest, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Uh, y- you know, immortalized by Ricardo Montalban in one of the great. In his, his open shirt. In his, oh God, <laughs> his open shirt. And his, his real his,
1: Corinthian <laughs> leather. Real Corinthian. <laughs> the, the,
2: the real Corinthian leather is his skin. Uh, uh. The blonde streaks in his hair. God, he was just fantastic. That, to me, that movie is one of the – really is one of the better sci-fi movies, mm-hmm. kind of, period. And Ricardo Montalban's performance is just like – it's just so – it's so operatic and grand and fantastic. It's so over the top, and it, and it just wins you over. The movie, the performance, the villain, they are legendary. Why? Why are we seeing it again? Why are they redoing Wrath of Khan 2? Scott, can you defend
0: this, Scott? Absolutely. They're redoing. Okay. You can't think of it as them redoing this. This jumped back in time. To the, so we're at the beginning part. Khan exists in this world. They were okay. going to run into this monster anyway. Okay. He would have been a monster. You know, the, the plot changed of how, you know, how they initially meet him and all that. But he was still in this world. He's still there. Yeah. It was only a matter of time. He's, he's evil. He was going to cause havoc. He was going to cause destruction. It was only a matter of time until they ran into him. Okay. I'm I'm just wondering,
1: isn't he supposed to be more flamboyant and exciting and isn't he supposed to be a lot he's, of other
2: He's things? not a flamboyant, exciting con. It's Benedict Cumberbatch who plays him very chilly, ruthless kind of Alan Rickman and diehard, yeah. you know. It's not it's not the over the top con. Um, but this isn't
0: an top, over the top star Star Trek. I guess that's true. I this guess this is that's... a more grounded Star Trek.
2: A more grounded of, story. Let's put this See, in terms, I disagree.
0: Let's put this in terms: you you have you have Jack Nicholson as the Joker, and you have Heath Ledger as the Joker, two different Jokers. Yeah. Okay. Both okay. successful in their specific movies. Yeah. That cons for that. And this cons for this. Oh. And they just you know like you don't want an over the top one because this one's lots more serious. Hmm. This one, wait 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 just just whoa a second, whoa, though. whoa this one's a, a, a lot <laughs> more serious. I, I mean, there's jokes abound and all that, but like yeah. it's it's a more grounded. It's not as. S- Star Trek has the camp feel to it back in the old days and you know it, it's something we we enjoy but it certainly has a camp feel to it this does not have that kind of camp feel to it
2: no what it ha- what it has to me and this is my objection to uh th- this is actually my objection to almost all films now <laughs> oh, but but, 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 bad <laughs> but <attitude. laughs>
1: what a batitude my
2: objection is what it has is this is this flippant, Glib, breezy, surfacey, you know, I'll use the term postmoderny kind of sensibility. Um, and that, what I liked about the old Star Trek was. You can call it camp, but it was pretty dead serious. And Star Trek II, to me, was a pretty dark, serious, kind of real feeling sci-fi movie that that kind of hit me in the gut. Granted, I was I was you know essentially a child when I saw it. Maybe I'd feel differently now, but I mean, it really made an impact on me. And this Star Trek feels very, it's it's all kind of, it's all kind of light and fluffy and breezy and fun to me, and that doesn't. That's fine for what it is, but I don't get – it doesn't it doesn't hit me where it counts. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, I
1: mean, Chris, Kristen, do you feel that way about this? I got too confused to really be hit hard by this. I, I felt <laughs> – there, there were points I just really felt like I was that mouse in the maze looking for the cheese and someone kept moving the cheese and I don't really know where I'm going. Oh, really? So you just couldn't
2: keep track of what was happening?
1: I just felt like there were a lot of – moments like this yeah. is what you thinks happening but it's actually this and then after a while I forgot what I was supposed to be thinking was happening <laughs> in the first place and so I mean really for me the reason my first question was about Spock was because the only thing that got me really through this movie were the likable characters yes oh, and, definitely and yeah. I think Spock is so likable I I love maybe I have a crush on Spock I can't help it I, I think, think all it. the girls do these days oh oh, that's Zachary Kinto yeah I love him but also some of the other characters with what little was there for them just made the most to their characters, I loved Doctor McCoy. I and
2: Carl Urban as, doc, as, as Bones yeah, McCoy. He's he's great,
1: terrific. One of my favorite lines. I just said this on the takeaway. Damn it, I'm a doctor, not a torpedo specialist. <laughs> it's I, a classic Bones yeah. line.
2: <laughs> Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a digital watch. <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a you know. It's yeah, it's it's a classic, a classic Bones line. He's mm-hmm.
1: terrific, and even Kirk, who I've never been a big fan of Captain Kirk. He he's pretty much you know he, he's a good time slutty. He's all you know who we were Reminded me of in Top Gun. He totally reminded me of uh, Tom Cruise's character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's 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 his character. Yeah, his I'm a loose cannon. Yeah. yeah. He's totally the loose cannon who has to have his ship taken away, but then he has to prove himself again.
2: Still, still, weirdly, uh, listening to the Beastie Boys on LP. <laughs> I, 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 that, that jarred me in the first movie, and they brought it back again. I kept thinking, like, "Wow, what does that count as in, in three, you know, three? What is it? Five hundred years? Four hundred years from now? How yeah. old? The, how the are that LPs, have, you know, going to last? <laughs> yeah, I don't exactly <laughs> right. Where, do you, where you get, get that, that LP? You know. They can
1: make it work. It's I the guess future. that's true. I guess yes. that's true.
2: But I mean, okay, so so. Scott, so you essentially – you liked this movie and you thought I, it –
0: I loved it. You I thought loved it was great. It. Yeah. You loved it. You wow. loved it. Okay. Loved it. loved it. All
1: right. And you said you brought your wife with you?
0: Yeah, and she – you know, it's funny. The only thing she said and really complained to it was she was not happy with – and uh, again, slight small, uh, spoiler – she was not happy with how the Klingons looked. Oh, is that right? That was oh. her biggest complaint. I didn't like the way their heads looked. I'm like, well, that's – Yeah, right, well, that's, that's – I don't know. That's, that's, that's... They
2: just the, – the Klingons looked
0: pretty similar to the Klingons that I remember. Just a little, a little jazzed up. You re- I mean if you really want to get like in the nerdy worlds here Let's, when let's when, do it in the old in the old series, they didn't have the bumps on their head the, yeah right they, right. those right. came much later, so you know kind of like
2: yeah, kind of sort of spinal bumps on their forehead they, they explained
0: now. it away later, but like I don't know, it's weird, so i mean right. i'm i look at it it's like <laughs> you know they have the technology now in you know off you know off camera they have the technology yeah, to yes, make, <laughs> to make them look good, so just let it go, but uh you know, right. I, I, I was fine with it. I thought the masks were cool. I thought there was a cool way to do it.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right. OK. So see, that's and that's what I was saying. I, I felt like some, you know, some fans like myself might might find it a little tiresome. Some fans, like you, I think would would really get a kick out of it. Um, you know, I I I think I gave this one three stars out of four in my review because a oh, so
1: pretty good date for you. I mean, and
2: here's why: J.J. Um, Abrams' direction, I think, is much better yeah. in this one, and it's much it's much better. I don't know how, how do I put that? Much better plotted, more betterly plotted. It's 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 it's, it's more it's it, the the the. The, the plot moves faster. The pacing is much faster. It makes a little more sense to me. The, la- the last Star Trek I felt was pretty incoherent and long – um, and repetitive this one I think I, it, it fits together nicely and again it's the characters it's the interaction between the characters and it's the actors that I think really save it um mm. and you
1: Kristen Some pretty good date for both of you guys I, I right. think
2: a, I think a totally fine summer blockbuster date it very you know very ultimately for for all my complaints a pretty enjoyable time at the movies
1: mm. I'm gonna say a confusing date for me <laughs> <Confusing> <laughs> like I don't date. know do you like me I might like you I can't really tell <laughs> I, I because like I said the characters Characters got me through a lot of it, but there was a whole big section of the middle I didn't know what was going on. I also felt it was kind of a bummer. This movie is just like a revenge movie. Let's chase down this bad guy, oh. and and I really, I, I kind of my memories of the old Star Trek were really about going where no man has gone before. And I felt like this wasn't about exploration. It's not about seeing new worlds and meeting other civilizations. It's just about finding this one guy. They do throw you a bone. And being really mad at him. We're just mad at this really one guy. (laughs) (laughs) Not going to see new worlds or civilizations. Just this one guy.
2: They do pay some lip service to peace at the end. I thought we were explorers. Damn damn it, Jim, we're explorers, not a... Not revenge mongers.
1: Not a great date. Not a great date. But right. I, I would take Spock home with me.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So there we go. Uh, you got kind of a kind of an across the spectrum uh, range of opinions on that one.
0: I'd like to say I would. I would. I, I love Scotty's character too. I just want to make sure that's said in there. And I would watch a Scotty spinoff. A Scot- <laughs> Scotty. Scotty oh and that little alien buddy of his. Yes. Just. Driving around in a little uh, – you know, one of those little shuttles, goofing off, whatever. With some Benny Hill, some yeah. Benny Hill music would, in the background. I'd, I'd, watch it. I'd, I'd, I'd watch ten of them. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. Simon Pegg else. is Scott. He <laughs> He is very good. Okay. Um, all right. So, Kristen, uh,
1: give us last week's trivia because somebody did get it right. Oh, gosh. We got lots of right answers, but only one person called in with the right answer. Now, our question in honor of Peoples, starring Carrie Washington – Uh, was Kerry Washington is all the rage now. She was in Django Unchained. She's got this very, very popular ABC series scandal. But before she was huge, she was pretty much just known as a famous child actor's girlfriend. We asked, who is that child actor she was attached to romantically? And what was that actor's most popular role? And here is the right answer.
0: Hi, this is Perry from New York City. And, um... Apropos your Kerry Washington question, the child star, I believe she dated, was um, the lovely and talented David Moscow, who was best known for his role as the young Tom Hanks in Big.
2: Good job, Perry.
1: Perry Do is it ha- Perry or Terry? Yeah, I, I
2: hope we have your name right. I hope it's I hope you were saying Perry with a P and yeah. not Terry with a T. But, <laughs> but I, that either was 100% way, one hundred
1: percent right. That was very very correct.
2: Either way, you got it right. Uh, okay, so I will uh, throw out. This week's trivia question Before I do I want to say thanks to Scott For coming on the podcast Oh you're Scott, welcome, thank man. you
1: so much For being here We really my, my pleasure. We needed your expertise today. We definitely, <laughs> definitely did We definitely did It was
2: good to have you uh, And so We will ask a Star Trek question Here now that we've just Spoiled everything And ruined the movie <laughs> for you Here is a trivia question For this Star Trek Star Trek Into Darkness What Spanish speaking actor Was initially approached To play the role of Khan If you know Give us a call 5717movies <laughs>
1: girl meets boy they fall in love she says he's everything she's dreamed of but when they get married before he's aware she changes his habits the way he combs his hair she changes him to someone he's never been and then complains he's not like other men now really
2: i find this most
1: illogical